You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Intercepted. Devin McCourty. In stride. Running past Lyman. With a blocker in front, can't get to him. How about an 85-yard pick six? That was former Monday Night Football play-by-play voice Joe Tissator. How about an 85-yard pick six? Calling one of the Career highlights of Devin McCourty. It was a Monday night pick uh, in Buffalo, back when Buffalo was still Buffalo, not the new Buffalo that we know. Derek Anderson zipping one over the middle. McCourty took it 85 yards to the house for six in a romp of a Pats dub. I think that was 2017. Andy, do you remember that it was that night that Devin McCourty was clocked as the fastest man in the NFL that year? Yeah, I remember. Uh, that was the, what do they call those, next-gen yeah, something like yeah. that. I'm not sure I always buy those. Right. Now, I know, yes, I know. You, on your PFF high horse, always never buying into a lot of the next-gen stats. And Well, that shouldn't be a PFF high horse. That should be a fact. That's a GPS. That's a digital tracker. That's whatever. That should be accurate. I'm just not sure I always believe it. Okay. Well, they said he was one of the fastest people, if not maybe. He is fast. As, yes, he was very he fast. Was. One thing was yeah. he was always fast. He was also dependable. He was also level-headed. He was also emotionally forthright. He was a leader on and off the field. 13 years, Devin McCourty, of course, announcing, allowing his brother, rather, I should say, who's now a member of the media, doing an awesome job, J-Mac, on the regular at Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. Devin McCourty and J-Mac getting together Friday to announce that Devin has called it a career, a spectacular, if at times maybe what made it so spectacular is that he was never truly that spectacular on the field. I don't mean to talk myself into a Mike Greenberg pretzel here, but he was just consistently solid. He was always very good, never caught out of place, didn't make every play, but found a way to break into the league and play as a Rookie of the Year candidate in 2010, Pro Bowl caliber cornerback, falters in 2011, transitions to safety for the 2012 season, and that begins an 11-year run as a defensive captain, a pillar of the second half of the Patriots Brady and Belichick double dynastic run a community leader always always front and center as a voice of the team one of the most likable guys and I think you and I both spoke to this uh yesterday when we were on the air but I'm happy to say it again you obviously had a chance to interview and be around him a number of times in the locker room around the facility when you were predominantly employed by the Patriots I've had a chance thanks to sponsors random events etc to host events he's been a part of, interview him, spend a little QT around him. I would dare say maybe, Andy, 
the nicest patriot, the nicest professional athlete, one of the nicest celebrities I've ever had the pleasure of being around. And while someone else, younger, faster, stronger, may step in and play the free or deep safety role a little better than McCourty did this last year in the 2023 season, that's somebody you just don't, quote-unquote, overall immediately replace. Yeah, they're not going to replace him. Uh, and I think that's one of their big challenges moving forward is on and off the field. I don't think they will likely bring someone in who does the job better. I think he had fallen off some, but I still think he played at a relatively high level. I also, much like I do when I talk about Wes Welker, start with availability and durability and just always being out there. The only Patriot defensive player to play a 1,000-plus snaps last Mm -hmm. year, started all 17 games yet again. I think it's like seven straight years he started every game the team played in the regular season. So... You start with that, then you talk about the accomplishments on the field. The I believe he was the active leader in interceptions with 35. Mm-hmm. And then you go to leadership and off the field and community. And I would argue uh, the ability to bond with and create a connection with virtually every person that he came across, coach, media, teammate, anybody, practice squad or offense, defense, special teams. He is just... One of the more unique and all-around accomplished men that have ever come through that locker room. And you don't just replace that. You don't just say, well, next guy up. Hey, Duggar, you want to be a captain? Just be like McCordy. Do what he did. No, you, you, you don't do that. That's not how that works in this world or in this business. So truly a special, special guy and player. And uh, they get a challenge trying to replace him. Uh, you also mentioned uh, as as nugget number three in your Sunday seven available now to consume at W E E I dot point three item three nugget three, whatever you want to call it. Uh, This McCourty's retirement closes the door on the impressive 2010 Patriots draft class that not only included the all pro corner turned safety late in the first round. Remember and uh, side note right here, editorializing by your old pal Fitzy. Um, Remember when everyone was like, but I want Des Bryant Belichick. What are you doing? Well, that's one of those times where Belichick knew what he was doing and grabbed somebody who made a massive impact on the Patriots. Not that Des Bryant couldn't have been a star and didn't have a nice career himself as well, but that was one of the times that Belichick got the draft. Belichick can't draft. Uh, let's see, picking up with Hart Row. Well, the group is highlighted by the t- uh, two Hall of Fame caliber top picks. They traded down in the first round for McCourty while moving up in the second for Gronkowski. It also included troubled but talented Aaron Hernandez, Brandon Spikes, Ted Larson, and... Zoltan Mesco. Oh, it's been a while since I've heard you don't mess with the Zoltan. That was a hell of a draft class, Andy. And um, as we turn now, not to how do you replace McCourty off the field, because we both agree that's just impossible. Thank goodness Matthew Slater stuck around because you have just a little bit still of that Super Bowl cologne and Patriot way veteran leadership with with somebody like Slate around. Because if he and McCourty left at the same time, that would have been a... Big, big, big loss off the field and in the locker room. What is your best guess as to how the Patriots replace him? Do you think it'll be internal? Do you think it'll be a free agent? The draft or maybe a, uh, I'm leaning towards combination therein. Yeah, probably combination. I mean, it'll depend on how the the dominoes sort of fall here. I do think you have Jalen Mills as a guy who is probably suited to be in that role, was probably brought here with that role in mind as, as McCourty aged. That's a guy with versatility, has played safety, arguably one of his best years in Philly, was as mm-hmm. a safety. Uh, the problem with that idea, I do think he'd work at safety. You've needed him at corner, and you don't have any cornerbacks. So you may still need Jalen Mills at cornerback, depending on how things unfold 
Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, okay. What's next on the depth chart? Do you sign a high-priced free agent like Dean or somebody like that, Bradbury, like guys that are going to be available? Do you draft? You know, we've talked about 14th pick. You could go cornerback, Christian Gonzalez or Joey Porter Jr. or one of those guys. Mm -hmm. So who you get, and now the other side of that is some people think, okay, you take Brian Branch from Alabama, a safety at the 14th pick. Okay, well, that means Mills price stays at corner, Branch is your safety. Um Miles Bryant, I know you're not a big fan of. I don't really know anybody who is a big fan, but is a versatile defensive back who has played a lot of snaps for them the last couple of years. He may be re-signed to be included in some two- or three-man mix there at free safety. The one thing you, I'm pretty sure you're not going to get is somebody who plays 17 games with 17 starts and 1,000 snaps played like yeah. Devin McCourty. You're going to have yeah. to piece it together. You're going to have either that person gets hurt, isn't good enough, can't do all the things Devin did, whatever the reasoning is, you're going to need multiple bodies to fill uh, that playing time void. Yeah, the, it, the one, one way he should be described uh, as is, is the indefatigable Devin McCourty because he just always played. Mm-hmm. And he was like, always there. What did he miss, five games in his career? Uh, something like that. It's ridiculously but low. and Wild for somebody who was involved in that many human car collisions, made that many tackles, was involved in that many plays, ran that many miles on the football field, and he missed but five games. Fortunately, never broke a bone, blew out a ligament, uh, had a severe muscle tear. You watch these guys that can't stay on the field left and right. That's just that's good conditioning. That's good genes. He took good care of himself. Uh, that's the way, you know, we, we say it all the time. Uh, that's the way you want to play. That's who you should have your kids look up to. You want to pick up a legacy jersey that you maybe don't don't have right there. A 32 from the Patriots yep. Pro Shop will absolutely, absolutely, absolutely never go out of style. He's going to be missed. My guess, as well, Andy, is going to be a combination therein. I think what the Pats should do is shift Jalen Mills over now. You could also sign, re-sign Jonathan Jones because you do have a needed cornerback. But he did play free safety in Super Bowl 53. You could re-sign him, use Jalen Mills in a combination of Jonathan Jones. You have a, a little more diversity in the cornerback room. And then what you do is in free agency, and we're going to go full free agency talk uh, in our next segment here on yeah. Fitzy and Hart on WEI. But you could sign maybe a veteran corner for a discount like a Patrick Peterson who's going to be available for like a year. Draft a safety and a corner as well and see how the room shakes out. And like you said, it may be corner safety or just in general, secondary by committee. It sounds a little unorthodox, but then again, unorthodox uh, has found a permanent home at one Patriot place. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Our number two of Fitzy and Hart, free agency in Foxborough. The tampering begins tomorrow. It's legitimate on Wednesday. Who's on the radar? Who do you got? Who do we want? Give us a call. We'll talk about it here on Fitzy and Hart on WEI. Now, we're right back to it. Fitzy and Hart on WEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Hour number two of Fitzy and Hart here on a lovely, crisp, and beautiful Sunday. A late winter Sunday. The final Sunday of Daylight Savings. We have sprung forward. We're done sprung forward, Andy. And we also done with Daylight Savings. You happy about that? Uh, yeah, but am I reading that in the future, in the summer, the sun will rise at 4.06? Wait, where, where, uh, where are we, Alaska? No, 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 here. 
No, that's what I'm saying. But uh, like Alaska has 18 hours of sunlight. Yeah, that seems problematic if uh, the sun is up at 4.06 because I feel like I will soon follow the sun and I'm not sure I want to be up at 4 o'clock. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be up at, as it is. I can't get my kids to stay in bed till 7 every day just so I can get a proper night's rest. Wait, the sun's going to rise at 4.06? Oh, I feel boy. like I read that. I could be wrong. I get confused sometimes. You know me, CTE, oh, but I, uh, okay. oh, that would not be ideal. <laughs> Especially in the summer, I tend to go to bed later because it's light out, and then all of a sudden, yeah, what am I doing here? Uh, yeah, Can't you just for, be excited, Andy? Yeah, I know. I'm like the rest one. of us. Can't you just, for one, thank you, Bridget, speaking on behalf of everybody, can't you just be happy about something for once, Andy? I am happy. You know what I'm happy about? That summer is coming. The days are going to be longer. I don't have to be cranky at like 4 o'clock when it's dark out. It's boating season on the horizon. It's lacrosse. It's baseball. Everybody's happy. Yeah, and I'm very much looking forward to the good weather. Hopefully soon. Although another storm may be coming. That yep. by the way, did, did Mother Mother Nature get the memo? You feel free to spread the snow out over the whole winter. You don't just have to crush us during the month of March. But it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Eggs. Thank you very much. I've heard that once or twice before. <laughs> before in this, you know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. This winter. All right. <laughs> any other cliches, Ted Lasso? Just here to help the ball club any way I can. Ah, all right. Uh, oh, quick. By the way, just wanted to uh, give an update. Heard from. Uh, a source I feel pretty comfortable sharing. Uh, people have wondered, hey, what's up with Jack Jones? Uh, uh, you know, there were two suspensions at the tail end of last season, Jack Jones and Jake Bailey. It didn't end well for one of them as punter extraordinaire Jake Bailey, 2020. Whoa, all pro. Here's a brand new contract, 2022. Kick rocks, you handsome son of a gun. Get lost. He's done. Like, gone. Can't, I'm, I'm still stunned. Uh, I think a lot of it had to do with that contract. I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get the full details as to what went on with the beefing and the um, the disagreement. I'm not sure if you believe it's all performance-based, Andy. I'd like to get your opinion on that in a quick second. But just wanted to share as far as what went down between Jack Jones and the Patriots. There was a little bit of a disagreement last season between coming back at a certain time and rehabbing. The disagreement led to a suspension. Since then, fences have been mended. Training is going well. He's healthy. You can expect him so long as there are no other hiccups or emotional uh, bits of turbulence uh, to be a full participant and uh, on the 2023 roster. So that's a good thing. Well, yeah, I mean, Jack Jones is a cornerback. So right there, inherently, I think there could be issues, right? Because cornerbacks are a different breed. He's yeah. a cornerback who played at multiple schools in college, has a. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's some issues in his background that I don't want to call red flags. But mm -hmm. again, at that position, for whatever reason, the types of people and athletes that excel and reach high levels there sometimes you gotta manage their personalities and manage their professionalism so uh, but I also think these two suspensions that popped up late last year I also wonder if they're tied together at all with Bailey there is going to be a financial uh, dispute as to whether mm -hmm. it voids some of the guarantees moving forward in the contract did the Patriots see an out and an opportunity and maybe utilize it to the best of their ability the bottom line I think is Jake Bailey stunk the last couple of years stunk and i don't know well, whether it's he was really bad last season well the year before too he sucked and then i said oh maybe it had to do with a knee injury that he was on the, and then last year he goes on ir but for whatever reason when he was absolutely smoking the football in the summer it never transitioned into the regular season they gave him that contract just a very strange ending but the biggest issue here is he was That's not a good right. punter anymore he stunk That's right. and jake, that. That's jack right. jones might yeah. be your number one cornerback so those are two very if jake bailey were still an all-pro punter i feel like they may have worked things out that's 
that that's a very good point. I remember last summer, Andy. Now that you now that you point that out, one of the things that you mentioned on the Six Rings podcast, available now to be subscribed to, wei.com, Odyssey, Spotify, Apple Pods, or wherever awesome podcasts are found. That you said that one thing that was one thing that was for certain is Jake Bailey was back. The ball was absolutely blasting off crushing of his it. leg. He was crushing the ball. Uh, he beat the other one. Jake Julian, I believe, was the camp body punter who stepped in. Poor guy. Yeah, he never had a chance. And yet now, uh, Jake Bailey's gone too. So add punter to the list of needs for the New England Patriots. One, I do not believe they will address via free agency. I, I think they'll probably draft a punter. <clears throat> Excuse me. I also believe they're going to draft a place kicker as well. Keep an eye on Moody, the kid out of Michigan, because A, awesome kicker in college. B, has a cannon for a leg. And you need that in the swirling winds of Foxborough and those hash Foxborough winters. And also, they take a Michigan player every year because Michigan has become the new Rutgers as far as Bill Belichick drafts go. Does he have any tattoos? I don't think he's got any tattoos. Oh, I don't good. think he's a. Uh, I don't think he uh, speaks often of the three percent. Okay, good, 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 just, good, just, good. Just checking. Nope. The Royal Roster principal will not be engaged. Bill does actually have a good track record drafting punters, as you mentioned earlier. Mesco, uh, and you have. Jake Bailey, Ryan now last Allen. year's pickup. Yep, and now last year's pickup, um, Pilardi. The Pilardi Ugh. party doesn't look like that's going to continue in Foxborough because Thank it wasn't God. really a great party. It was, not, <laughs> it was not, a not terrible good. party. <laughs> it was a leak in the ceiling. The cake was late. Yeah, the beer was up flat and ball. Skunks, the beer, like the whole thing. Whole thing. <laughs> there, there was a baby Ruth in the pool, and it wasn't yep. a candy bar this time. Yep. yep. Oh, miserable party. But, you know, uh, it's a good thing you have 10 draft picks because if you legitimately are, are looking for a punter and a kicker to be drafted, mm-hmm. that's that's a lot. If you have a seven a regular seven-round draft class and you use two picks on those, mm-hmm. well, now your draft class is a little smaller. So the, the extra picks they have, and who knows, with Belichick's trading, they could pick up more picks along the way. Yep. Um, you, might, that, you might be thankful you have those to go out and try to get a, a punter and a kicker. Correct. Uh, I, there was uh, there have been a couple couple punters. I, I apologize, audience. I can't quite name as as deep dive Turk. as I like to get Isn't on there the a draft. Turk? Is, is there a Turk? I believe there's a Turk that they worked with at uh, the Shrine Bowl. Maybe mm-hmm. I believe there's well, a I mean, Turk. That, that's Oklahoma? another reason, oh, okay. by the way. Another reason why it was great to have Patriots coaches like Troy Brown uh, at the East West Shrine Bowl. Yeah, Bill Belichick, Oklahoma was punter Mike Turk. Yep, and also let's let's also not forget that uh, Demarcus Covington was the defensive coordinator uh, for the I want to say North or whatever side it was at the uh, the Senior Bowl as well. So you had Patriots coaches at all. Of course, everyone sends their scouts, but the Patriots are going to have been able to do just that extra little bit of research and due diligence at all the college showcase games, which I think is going to help them significantly come draft time. Yeah, your top. Can't believe uh, on a Sunday here we are t- do the ultimate hardos talking about yeah. Uh, yeah having this you know what I want to hear on Sunday what's that honey I want to hear some good punter draft talk honey turn on Fitzy and Hart it's a third of the game especially when your offense stinks like uh, Patriots okay I'm gonna Andy if I can put yeah Matt, Michael Turk from Oklahoma averaged 47 yards per punt wow Boom. 22 inside the 20 10 touch it's not bad however you know who they're gonna draft. I'm going to put it right now. I'm going to open up the FanDuel app. I'm going to see if I can do this as soon as the show is over. FanDuel.com slash Fitzy. Join now. Uh, Adam Corsack, the punter out of 
Rutgers. Rutgers. Yep. We're going to take, oh my, are you ready for the most Bill Belichick draft ever, everybody? He's going to take a punter from Rutgers and a place kicker from Michigan. Lock it up. No, I'm taking Turk. He is the nephew of Matt Turk, and his other uncle was an NFL long snapper. He also has his own YouTube channel called Hangtime that has 209,000 subscribers. Wait, forget NILs. He's making bank on those, yeah. on the, the cash per minute, whatever they call the, the CPMs. Holy smokes. It's about his punting, his fitness, and his Christian faith. Look at that. Average 46 yards per punt each of the last four seasons. So he's consistent, if nothing else. He his also accuracy is a guy that needs a, work. He but, uh, he he okay. declared for the draft a couple of years ago, went undrafted, and then went back to school, and now he's back eligible. Uh oh, Andy, my guy, Corsac, great hang time. Okay, well you That's know what it says in the breakdown. I don't even know what website I'm on. <laughs> no good. <laughs> no, the beauty of the internet for, says nobody, here. <laughs> exactly, it it says here is football What's more uh, reliable, talk radio or the internet? That's a very good question. All right, so the (laughs) 37937, text in now. Bridget will answer all your texts. So the biggest question, free agency-wise, for the Patriots is before we go out and address the needs that they could tackle, like at tackle, cornerback, wide receiver, there's two lingering top-tier, or at least for 2023's market, top-tier free agents that the Patriots have to address internally. And we've spoken about them. You've written about them at WEI.com. Jonathan Jones and Jacoby Myers. What to make of them both, Andy? Well, who would you prioritize more if you're the Patriots? And give me a, um, before we before we go to commercial and trend on sports news, give me a percentage chance for both real quick uh, on returning to the Patriots. I think there is a 51% chance Jonathan Jones returns to the Patriots mm-hmm. and a 31% chance that Jacoby Myers returns to the Patriots. Oh. Um, I would prioritize probably Myers to give some consistency to the passing attack. Mac Jones, his most reliable and consistent receiver in recent years. Also, by the way, hitting his prime. Jonathan Jones on the wrong side of 30 at the cornerback position. Um, Although, as you mentioned earlier, probably could play some free safety. You'd like Mm -hmm. to have some continuity in the back end. You don't have a lot of bodies there. The problem with both guys is... They are relatively high-level free agents on the market where there is plenty of money to be spent, and my guess is both could go in a direction where Bill Belichick's Patriots don't want to go. So if they get to the open market, if they don't re-sign before Wednesday, I think there's a decent chance both are gone. Even though the Patriots have north of $30-plus million to spend, which would be pretty good money to help acquire position, a couple of positions in need, a couple of uh, premium players, if you will, but then again, it could also just be Orlando Brown, and that's all gone, or Jamel Dean, maybe Tremaine Edmonds, who's someone we've kicked around mm. recently on the radio and on the podcast as well, the linebacker, stud playmaking linebacker on Buffalo. They're, they're, I get this feeling, and I'd be curious to hear from you guys listening right now, 617-779-7937. If you were playing armchair GM right now, what would your plan of attack be? Who is that particular free agent you want to see the Patriots either retain internally or go out and get to bring into the fold for 2023. I just get this feeling, Andy, there's going to be a name none of us expected that might be a little splashy, maybe like in Edmonds, as we've talked about, a needed cornerback receiver and tackle that comes in out of nowhere, like in 2017 with Steph Gilmore. I'd like to see if there's any other names maybe we could add to the surprise. I never saw that name coming up in free agency for the Patriots pool when we come back. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original, WEI. 
each and every Sunday, you can go to weei.com to pick up all the news, notes, nuggets, tidbits, and more you need in Pat's Nation from Andy Hart's Sunday 7. And we also always like to go, and after that, check out our pal Mike Reese's news and notes every Sunday as well. I think Mike usually has 10 points, Andy, but you you pack it into 7 because I like the alliteration, the Sunday 7. Plus football, it's about 7 points. Right, it's about 7 points. But with Mike, it's 10 yards. So there you seven go. 7 points beats 10 yards. I'd rather have 7 points than 10 yards, wouldn't you? I, any given day of the week. The, Thank you. The 2022, 2022 Heartbeats Patriots. Reese. Couldn't get, well, you guys see eye to eye on some things. No, yeah. I look down upon him. <laughs> Literally, not metaphorically, people. Um, I want to get to a quarterback you mentioned yesterday on the air and also gave a nice little shine to in the Sunday 7 as well as far as Mike brings up. Will the Patriots pursue a third quarterback? Could it be via the draft? Will it be a free agent to come in and provide veteran backup for Mac Jones in his third year, Bailey Zappi year two, because Brian Hoyer is gone, baby gone. Could it come from the draft? I'm hoping the draft, and I love the guy that you have put a spotlight on and focused on in, in your piece. But right here, I just read from your old pal Rap Sheet here. Uh-oh. When free agency begins, the Bucks are expected to target ex-Rams quarterback Baker Mayfield as a potential starting quarterback <laughs> option. I would love to see the Bucks either uh, Baker Mayfield come to life with Cade, what is it, Cade Otten at tight end, uh, Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, whatever. I know they let go of Lombardi Lenny. He's a free agent as well. Rashad White's the starting running back. If they bring in Baker Mayfield to compete with Kyle Trask and Mayfield wins that job, that will either be the resurgence of Baker Mayfield, played okay for in a couple of spots last year for the Ramajamas at the end of the season, or it'll be an absolute disaster. Either way, it'll be a compelling watch. As I used to say in Spanish class when it ended, es todo nada más. Uh, Baker Mayfield, yeah, good luck with that, Tampa Bay. You go from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield, you will not have a more frustrating transition in the history of sports. And we know frustrating QB transitions because we went from Tom Brady to Cam Newton. Yeah, to Mac Jones, to Mac Jones. Now the question is, can we get him back to Mac Jones? And not playing like Mac Jones all over again. All right, Andy, tell the people about your new QB crush and the guy that you believe could be the answer in a number of ways. Maybe not for Mac Jones, depending on how he plays this season, but in terms of providing speed, dynamic athleticism, and more at the quarterback position and may not cost them a ton entering the draft. What does every football-loving fan want but a hooker? Hendon Hooker, quarterback, University of Tennessee, coming off an ACL injury. A little bit older because he transferred from Vatek and different things, but... 25-year-old who had, over the last two years, I want to say the numbers are 50-something touchdowns to five interceptions. This past year led the best offense in the country, hung a 50-burger on Alabama. Hendon mm. Hooker is six foot three, 220 pounds, dual threat, can run, can throw. There's some questions about a transition from a volunteer scheme that maybe isn't as um, NFL-esque as some would want it to be. Pro-ready, they say. Yes, but, you know, Mac Jones was pro-ready, and I'm not sure how that's working out for the Patriots right now. Uh, Hooker, I think, is a swing for the fences of a modern NFL quarterback. You'd be more physically in line with the boatload of competition in the AFC, 
and because of the injury, because of his age, he's going to be a second-day pick in all likelihood. Now, he's a quarterback, so I always leave the possibility that he sneaks into the back end of the first round because somebody falls in love with him. But I'm just saying, let's let's just presume for these purposes, he's a Friday night pick, second day pick. Mm-hmm. If you can get Hooker at the end of the second round, maybe in the third round, and you have Mac Jones, and I'm not giving up on Mac Jones, I'm just Mm-mm. preparing for the future, having another option that if he gets healthy, Mac Jones scuffles, maybe you turn to a Hooker to... Uh, fix everything that ails you. So uh, I, I just – they need to add a quarterback. We know that. Mike Reese acknowledges that. Everybody – they only have two quarterbacks. Is it going to be a veteran, whatever? You could probably add two if you wanted to for camp, and you may even need to add two. I don't know where his health will be to start camp. You could add a veteran along with Hooker. But as you try to um, bridge this era of the quarterback position or solidify or cover all your bases, whatever whatever it may be, I think the – the value based on his age and injury history and the upside based on just his raw abilities and what he's done in college football the last couple of years, um, I just think it makes so much sense for a Belichickian mid-round pick. Yeah, everything about it screams great pick. Everything about it screams value play. Everything about it screams ensuring your future and buying low so that one day you could either play or sell high. And to fans listening right now, who's this hooker? I'd never heard of him before. Well, uh, he was the star. Football. He was the star of college football last year until he got hurt. Till that ACL took him and the Tennessee offense out of play. They did put fifty-two up on Alabama, fifty-two forty-nine. That was a hell of a game. Bryce Young was great. Bill O'Brien, even though they wanted him run out of town, called some great plays there as well. Uh, this would be like this is the equivalent. I think we've made this comp before, Andy. This would be the equivalent of Philadelphia still having the distressed asset of Carson Wentz after he came back from hurting himself in twenty-seven. 2017 in his MVP caliber season and then like playing fine-ish but not great and they definitely needed to surround him more talent and they took a chance and drafted Jalen Hurts who also could throw the ball who also could scoot who's also six foot two 220 some odd pounds and they developed him over time and now he's turned into a top five top six quarterback in the NFL on a team that has a top five top six roster as well the Eagles could be around for a while to come and I think you're going to see Jalen Hurts one day get a big fat contract, and play at a very high level for a long time to come. What would be wrong with grabbing this guy to maybe be your number three quarterback this year? Or just stat, you know, you grab him, he's got the ACL. I don't think he's going to go in the first round, even though people love to get QBs in the first round, so they have that valuable fifth-year option in case the quarterback blows up. Everything about it, if they can get him in the second round, or if they see him hanging around and they've already made their second-round pick, trade up, go ahead. I mean, like he would just he would be such a great such a great grab. And if Mac Jones is fine, but you don't want to spend the fifth year option on him, develop this kid. And, you know, maybe one day Mac goes somewhere else. We'll see. But everything about his athletic potential screams great grab on day two. I couldn't agree with you more. What's the downside? Oh, he's Devin Asiasi or some other wasted mid round. It's just like, oh, we had other needs, Belichick. Why are you taking a quarterback? No, no, no. You need a quarterback. You Stockpiling quarterback opportunity, especially when you don't really have one, mm-hmm. and right now there's some question as to whether they really have one. Stockpiling quarterbacks, hell, take two of them. Mm-hmm. Take a healthy quarterback and an injured quarterback. Stockpile as many as you can find. Get a veteran. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry. Like, the, the position is so valuable, and you have so many questions there that I just think if, if an opportunity like this arises, and I do think that's an opportunity to get a first-round talent, a Heisman, I think he finished fifth in the Heisman voting, mm-hmm. that caliber of a player who has 
NFL upside, NFL abilities, more visual abilities that I think fans would love to watch on the training camp fields or the preseason fields. Um, he might become quite popular in New England very quickly if he arrived here. The athletic toolkit, if you will, the physical skill set that most believe you need to play the quarterback position at a very high level in an ever-increasing, increasingly competitive AFC East and AFC overall, where it's just look on down the line, every other team has an absolute stud quarterback. Max got his job and his work cut out for him this year, to say the very least. I love the pick. I would make it too. Second round, third round, trade up for him if you can. Love it. Uh, wide receiver, also a position of need. Where you believe that to be between cornerback, tackle, now safety. Of course, you could say punter and kicker as well if you want to be one of those football hardos. Those are as our parallel. Mike Dusso says an SGF, SFG, serious football guy. Receiver and. I didn't hear you say yeah. fullback. <laughs> I apologize for that. But they might, for all we know, they're going to go back to the fullback this year. SFG here, fullback, baby. Yeah. Uh, receiver is definitely one of those positions of need, especially if Jacoby Myers does get a big fat offer this week. Legal tampering, of course, begins tomorrow. Wednesday, free agency frenzy is off to the races. Always beware the Ides of March. To the phone lines we go. Here's a suggestion for a possible receiver, Andy, who could come in has a little bit of a relationship, uh, uh, a notorious one, if I dare say, with Belichick, but could still potentially play at a high level. May not cost as much as Myers if he leaves. Ben, up in Kittery, Maine. How are you, Ben? Hey, how's it going, guys? Morning. How are you? Afternoon, whatever Stop. the hell time it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. what about uh, Thielen? Yeah, he's... Um, yep. He, I, I don't love the idea. I think that's another... Uh, aging, big name, mediocre at this point, veteran receiver um, that I think you keep taking bites at that apple and it's not actually uh, getting you to where you want to be. Uh, and I know, you know, people would probably get excited about that, but I just don't think he is what he once was and I don't think he is what you need. I thought he was pretty – like, my girl, she's a big Vikings fan, so I got to watch a lot of Vikings this season. I, I, I enjoyed watching him. Yeah, he's solid. I, think, I mean, he's yeah. playing with yeah. Justin Jefferson, maybe the best receiver in football. So if you can't get yeah, open and catch yeah. balls with him, um, then you probably should call it a career. I just think you bring him here expecting maybe more than that, expecting him. Does he then trump Parker? Does he become your de facto number one? I, I don't know. Like a value signing, I don't know what his uh, reputation and his experiences will get him on the open market. He's mm -hmm. just... He's a tear down for what I'm striving for. I'm talking T. Higgins. I'm talking Zay Flowers. I'm talking Jordan Addison. I'm talking wow. somebody who's a number one. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh, ben, just for I your info. that, too. Yeah, you thank you for calling in, buddy. You, appreciate that me. very much. I don't know. And for Ben <laughs> yeah. and Andy's benefit and everyone else, Ben, uh, Adam Thielen is a nine-year veteran. This will be his 10th year, so he's on the other side. Andy likes to always call it the wrong side of 30. Uh Last year in 17 games, started them all. Still 107 targets, 70 catches, 716 yards. Ten, you know, the the here's what you don't like to see: the yards per reception have been going down, 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 down. It's all down to low, a career low, low of just 10 yards. Low, low. Six touchdowns last year as well. Um, you know, what, what's he gonna get? What is he gonna get? Like, uh, maybe he, I could see him going to. He's a two-time Pro Bowler as well. I could see maybe Adam Thielen looking, you know, going to a wide receiver desperate team like Baltimore for two for 20. Maybe he becomes the other veteran 
to you know to scoot into the Chicago equation since they've got so much money. He could join DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. All of a sudden, whoa, hold on a second. Now the Chicago Bears have a legit wide receiver room. That could be impressive, you know, making one of those lateral moves in the NFC North. Wouldn't surprise me as well. Could also go, for all we know, to Kansas City because he wants to chase a ring and he'd probably have a career renaissance if he goes and plays with Mahomes. Oh, if if I'm Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen and Kansas City calls, I say yes. <laughs> I yeah. don't even and need to what know, is like... it? The juju deal? One for eight? Fine. Yep, I'll be Shabs. right there, sir. Andy, can I bring you a pizza? What do you like in your pizza? What is it? What is it? Uh, right. Onions and sausage? Right. I'll Mr. be right Reed, there, Reed, how may I help you? <laughs> <laughs> Paul is in New Hampshire. What's going on in the 603, Paul? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we today? Oh, Super. T- top, top of the world, my man. Top of the world. Hey, so listen, I got a quarterback name I'm going to throw out there that I haven't heard anybody mention because he kind of disappeared and we're in Pittsburgh, but I think they can get him for low money. Mason Rudolph, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. He's 6'5", like 235. He's he's a type of prototype guy that I think he really wants. Um, I I just think like when Zappi was in and even Jones, they – it seems like they can't see over the top of the line because some of the interceptions that I see, just because they can't see the field. Because there's guys, if you watch the All-22, this guy's running with five-yard cushions, and they just ignore them. And I don't know if that's because they're not allowed to throw it to them or they just don't see them. But uh, I think they could get him for low money. And uh, the guy's got a hell of an arm, you know, and he's just spinning his wheels in Pittsburgh. So, I don't know. It was just a thought. Thought I'd express it. Hey, well, that's what we're here for, expressing all thoughts, putting out all possibilities, random flyers and more. Paul, thank you for the call. Andy, do you think a would a, would a cheap flyer, a one-year deal on a Mason Rudolph to see if he could be a camp body who could push them? I know, uh, obviously, Miles Garrett is not a fan of that suggestion. But do you think Mason Rudolph, who's been you know played out of favor in Pittsburgh, now it's Kenny Pickett's team, he's not that tall. He's got tiny hands. Uh they got Mitch Trubisky as the backup. Obviously, Deontay Johnson's not very happy about that as well. Could you ever see the Patriots taking a flyer on a guy like that? Yeah, and I just got no. sad. Andy's yeah. sad. Oh, like, if if we go down, if we go down to Mason Rudolph, I just the rea- we're excited about a twenty-five-year-old bad ACL draft pick in the mid-round. We're excited. We're talking ourselves into Mason Rudolph, and the caller used the you know spinning his wheels in Pittsburgh. Are we suddenly spinning our wheels at both the wide receiver position and the quarterback's position in New England? That that That's sad. That, that would be sad. so sad. It's like, hey, guys, guess what? A quarterback who wasn't good enough to be the third stringer in Pittsburgh is yeah. coming in to compete with Zappy and Doesn't Mac. That, doesn't that like, uh, hurt? That cuts see, that's why when you suggest hooker, that's why there's like, that's exciting because what if this kid comes in, gets healthy, Mac is fine, but they're like, I don't know if you're $35, $40 million a year fine. And you, this kid gets healthy, he pushes Mac, and now you've got a legitimate competition for QB1 with the Patriots, and you've got all this athletic potential and these physical gifts that you could touch on, which everyone argues or believes that you need in the NFL. That makes sense. That's sexy. I'm here for that competition. I want to see, the, I want to see those games play out. Like, you know, Mac versus, uh, talk about just compete, like two guys fighting for the last sad slice of pizza that's been sitting under the heat lamp for five hours. My God. Ugh, yeah. is, that what we've, is, that, is that what it's come to? <sighs> oh, oh, Pat's Nation. Sorry. What has happened? Wherefore aren't we? Uh, Brian's in the car. He's got a guy. He wants uh, the Patriots to draft who's got some speed. Hello, Brian. 
Hey, how's it going, guys? How are you? Hey. I'm doing doing well. Hey, I just uh, I was reading an article uh, this week uh, in regards to Zay Flowers at the uh, Shrine Bowl that mm-hmm. Billy O uh, had Zay basically running the same routes as Welker and uh, Edelman. So I was just curious. Do you think there's any chance that the Pats somehow get Flowers? Yes. Yeah, and Brian, it should it should be noted as well, and I'll have Andy expound further on this that there were story the the stories of the Patriots' love and I won't say infatuation, but uh, focus on Zay Flowers at the East West Shrine Bowl, where he was the best player by a mile, were were many fold. I think it was Andy. Correct me if I'm wrong that the Patriots were were quote all over him, and that Bill O'Brien just like kept working him out and that he couldn't go anywhere without somebody from the Patriots following him around. Do you think that's to – is that to send a signal? Is that legitimate interest? Are they playing games there? What do you say? Well, I think it's media narrative, and it's overblown because um, that's what we do this time of year. We overblow everything. We make stories, mountains out of molehills, and that's great. That's part of the business, and, and I enjoy it, and I love getting excited myself. It's just like you know, bringing up Hooker, talking about Hooker. But the reality is Zay Flowers is really freaking good, really freaking good. Um, you know, the more I watched of him, I, I told you I was a little embarrassed that he played all his games <laughs> like five minutes from the station, and I didn't realize just how good he was. You hear the box scores, and you yep. see the numbers week after week. We but, never went. We never took the Curtis family tickets and went to nope. Alumni Field and did sure. our scouting for the podcast or for sure. the radio shows, the post game. Nope. Shame on us. Nope. But he is uh, – He's the total package, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, without the size, he's not a Calvin Johnson receiver. But I've been drawing the comparisons to a rich man's Dion Branch, their second-round pick back in 2002, who went on and to a, a stable Antonio Brown. Yeah, I think I want to be careful with somebody like Antonio Brown or Tyreek Hill or these like real high-end guys. But he definitely mm-hmm. has quickness. Definitely is a good route runner. Definitely is a playmaker. Definitely has a passion for the game. And I can see him having a better pro career than he did a college career and he had a very good college career at the heights um i absolutely think he is a potential patriot i think he looks like a patriot the problem is i don't think he goes as high as 14 and then you start moving around where does he go how do you sort of pick your spot there with him Um, but he is he's a slot receiver capable guy with i think more big play potential than that i think he trends towards a big play slot receiver type which would be intriguing for the patriots and mac jones and everybody involved yeah it would be and thank you for the call brian appreciate that uh you know that's why this whole like okay here we go it's going to be a trade back they're like uh, what was the word last week and and congratulations to both of us we went the entire show without bringing up uh, odell beckham jr or deandre hopkins so I think yeah we deserve a star for that on the big board uh the first round got shook up, got all darn shook up the other day mm-hmm. when the Carolina Panthers traded everything except for the naming rights to Bank of America Stadium and the giant panther out front uh, and their mascot, Sir Purr, to move up from the ninth spot where the Chicago Bears now sit so that they could go number one overall, most likely to draft C.J. Stroud. Or it could be Anthony Richardson, who is a bit of Levis. a project. You don't – no way. I'm just saying. Will They're Anderson. Taking, no way. They're not taking Levis. <laughs> No chance. So but I, no, but the first know. round's all shaken up now. Panthers are one. The Bears are nine. The Bears are going to be really good in a year for, a year from now because of all the picks they have. Not to mention they got DJ Moore, a top twelve wide receiver who I would have done anything to see wear a Patriots uniform, and they got him thrown in by the overeager Panthers, who must just be in love with Richardson or Stroud at the top of the board. If the Patriots are sitting at fourteen, let's say. 
Ah, geez, who would fall to 14 that another team like, I don't know, Seattle or Minnesota or who uh, maybe Tampa would want to move up a couple spots and secure? I can't figure out who they would end up trading back with so they could well, fall back. Well, the fourth quarterback. I think you, the the hope would be maybe the fourth quarterback stays on the board until 14 mm-hmm. and somebody does a Bears-like trade to jump up. Remember that would the Bears go from like 20 to 11 to get Justin yep. Fields, something like that. Um, somebody Let's going see. up to get the fourth quarterback, whoever's left on the board. Yeah, Carolina takes a QB at one. The Texans take a QB at two. Cardinals don't. The Colts likely do at four. Mm-hmm. Seahawks, probably no. The Lions might. Well, I for- wouldn't rule out the Seahawks. I wouldn't rule. Maybe out. taking a Richardson, stashing him for a year or two that because he is really the, is so raw. That's and they the hot start rumor. Gino. If, yeah. if if Richardson's there for the Seahawks, I think they take him. And the Raiders need a quarterback, so four quarterbacks are going to be gone by seven. Maybe and the, the Falcons need like one because if they're not in on Desi Ritter, so that means they, there's going to be a, an insane Hooker might not make it out of the top. Here we are talking about stealing him in the second. He might not make it out of the top ten. Oh boy! If that happens, then then all forget the it. Is caving in around us? I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just don't. I just. It's hard to see the scenario where if the Patriots are that in love with Zay Flowers, and we've heard they're not going to take a receiver in the first round, which means there's probably a greater chance than not that they do. What about the number one see... corner? Maybe Christian the Gonzalez or Joey Porter? Whoever it is in the eyes of another team. Remember last year we were looking at the Patriots taking a corner, and then the Chiefs mm-hmm. traded up with the Patriots, took the McDuffie kid corner. Mm-hmm. I don't yep. rule out the Patriots. And Buffalo say the best took corners on the bo- yep. The best corners on the board. We don't really like him. We don't think he's a stud NFL player. We'll trade out of this, and then we'll take Zay Flowers with your pick. Hmm. Yeah, I'm staying optimistic. Good for you. I like it. Someone's got to stay Pat's positive around here. Certainly Ironic isn't enough. you. Oh, That's I try. Come on, I'm trying. I'm just I'm I'm wear I'm trying on different pairs of pants and shoes, figuring out the many different roles to play here. That's a dress program. you have on. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, <laughs> it's a brave new world, Andy. We don't judge. We celebrate. We don't hate. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That's the telephone number. Lots of compelling draft talk to come this week on the Rich Keefe Show, where Andy and I will be members of. Of course, we will be on the Six Rings podcast and so much more. When we come back, final football thoughts, ridiculous Oscar predictions, and anything else we didn't get to on today's program before we throw it down to our pal Lou Merloni on today's call of the Red Sox spring training game. It's Fitzy and Hart here on WEI. What does every football-loving fan want but a hooker?